0: do i say hello welcome to the girls on tour podcast with mira manga hello and welcome again to the girls on tour podcast the podcast that interviews inspirational and excellent women all about their adventures in transit today you'll be hearing me catch up with my old friend abby we were in the electro-indie comedy rock band, The Dulox our beloved girl group. This is the first time we've caught up together in actual years. So just sit back and enjoy our happy stroll down memory lane. Okay, let me just check the level. I think we'll be okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold it.
1: Shall I shut this?
0: Lamp? Yeah. This is the quietest room in the house. This is fantastic. My house is really noisy, so this is good. So hello, Abby. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for inviting me, Mira. Uh, Hi. (laughs) I should have had this on at the door because I just wanted to do like a big gesture, like, woo! And then I got shy, so I just stood there with my arms out, and then you said,
1: hurry up and get in, you're letting the cold air in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's also been seven years. Seven years, yeah. So it's... Um, th- firstly, I want to say thank you so much for drawing my logo for the Girls on Tour podcast.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. It was a fun thing to draw.
0: It was really good. It was really nice to collaborate with you after... It was just so nice to go back and forth with you on emails and chats again.
1: Because I'm great to work with, that's why. This is true. <laughs> so have you listened to my podcast? I have. Is this a test? <laughs> yeah. Number one, who said this on... <laughs> Uh,
0: that's really i was so surprised because um i i was thinking you are so busy you wouldn't have had time to listen well you have to
1: make time for some things in life (laughs) this is
0: so true and have you heard that at the end of every podcast i thank you
1: yes yes i
0: have and then (laughs) at the end of the last one i i've which is not out yet i go and thank you to abby who will be my guest next week (laughs) and it was so fun to say that
1: um why are you so busy for Well. (laughs) Um, Good question. Lots of things going on in life. Um, I work doing social media for TV shows at an agency Mm. in London Um, and I'm also part-time student um, studying a master's degree in children's book illustration which I've only just started so that's all very hectic.
0: Yeah Um, but that's how I got hold of you from my because you were putting loads of your drawings up on Instagram and I love them. And I was like do me do me so that was how that came about so let's talk in a bit about your busyness
1: because <laughs> I'm I, I have to, we've got seven years to catch up on oh um, this is going to be a long podcast so settle down <laughs> get a cup of tea and um Woo-hoo! Woo. we've just gone straight back into our stage stick <laughs> um, oh yeah so Do-lock. I want to talk
0: to, to you because you and I were in the do together we were, uh, girl band extraordinaire, which was mentioned by Gordo in episode nine. And talking to Gordo, we, we were reminiscing and I missed just connecting and girliness. I mean, I have to be honest, I would, there was a lot of horrible, terrible craziness <laughs> that went down. But I really missed the lovely girliness. So I wanted to kind of see see you and reminisce with you. Yay. And I wondered, uh, let's, if we started from the very, very
1: beginning, what's your first memory of the Dulocs? Oh, wow. Well, the first my first memory of the Dulux was at Barden's Boudoir when oh, yeah. I was performing as Abby Makes Music and you were performing as the Dulux. And I thought, who is this band? They seem really cool. I'd like to be friends with them and listen to their music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we were really impressed because you were just a lone girl with this huge keyboard <laughs> and you dragged it in. Yep, And Abby Makes Music was basically you doing your music, but pretty much was quite stand-up comedy.
1: Yeah, recorded with a Poundland microphone. That gig was my second gig, actually. And I got it by accident after I played a gig at uni as a joke, pretending <laughs> I was um, an actual music person. And then some people actually thought it was serious and invited me to do more gigs. And I thought, oh, why not? Yeah. Which is <laughs> so cool, because that's pretty much the same with the Dulox. We played
0: a party and then we got bookings after it. But why I really adored and thought you were excellent is because we were three girls going and being funny and doing, and I found that, like, I loved it, but it's hard because yeah. people shout back at you if you're yes. crap.
1: And you did it by yourself and you were so brave. Oh, yes, I know. Um, I shouted back at you as well when when you were on stage, when we were on stage together. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, I think that's that was expected of our performances.
1: <laughs> that kind of worked quite well. Yeah, it was it was good.
0: Well, also, I felt you were quite fearless of me, and I often needed reining in.
1: Oh yeah. Or you?
0: Oh no, don't remember bad things. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to remember. But I think if I was getting carried away, you'd be able to say something and take it in a different
1: direction. Yeah. Or... I, I'm try- I feel like we should be watching a video to remember.
0: I do, <laughs> listeners, I wish you could see Abby's face because so many expressions just fleeted across <laughs> it. Twenty-eight to be precise. (laughs) Multiple of seven, which is a magic number. Hmm. So after we saw you that time, we basically headhunted you.
1: (laughs) Yes, the clipboard and uh, hmm. we wanted to several questions. Yeah. Oh, yes. I remember when I received an email and I was very excited. Yes, and how did we?
0: Well, I think Amina Dulock had left. Yeah, and. She must have been playing her last few shows with us. Or maybe you saw us with Oliver, our stand-in boy. Mm. But we were looking and then when we... Mara and I could either really agree or really disagree. When we both saw you, we really, really agreed.
1: Woo. So, <laughs> then we stole you. you. Um, what was it like going on tour with us? It was a lot of fun and it was ridiculous. <laughs> and because of the Dulux, I went out of the country for the first time on an aeroplane or out of the country at all. Because wow. I'd never been abroad before. So, oh my gosh. Yes, we went to Germany on tour. Yeah. And I was sitting there really excited with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> and who else? Did you, did we do other trips abroad with we you? We did two tours in Germany. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'd been to Germany twice and nowhere else in the world by the age of 25 or something. And what a horrible introduction to travel. <laughs> Come on, Lufthansa was okay. Did you... But they tried to give me a sandwich with animal in it. Not okay. And then the replacement was Haribo, which has got gelatin, so... Mm. You can't win them all,
0: Abby. No. So, (laughs) did you get a passport to come and do that with us?
1: Yes, well, I did have one before, but then I lost it by mistake in a drunken stupor. Um, So then I had to get a new one.
0: (laughs) So, um, I wondered what it was like joining an established established oh my god like we were
1: freaking you too <laughs> well you had had seven keyboard players hadn't you? <laughs> no not seven <laughs> i was a seventh we was had it? a me we had
0: i can't even remember no that's <laughs> terrible we had alice who was basically into other bands that she liked more then we had amina and she kind of left because it all got a lot and she had loads of studies and it was a lot she she was uh at the legendary Toulouse gig which had kind of a bit of a hardcore ending to it <laughs> and then we had Oliver, who you know, because we kind of yes.
1: we co played, yeah. And he it was our play. stand-in
0: boy. And then we had Rebecca, who came to Germany with us once, oh. which is weird. When Amina couldn't, I don't remember. Oh, I think Amina had anyway. Ma and I had like a quite a strong dynamic, yeah. And you just ke- seemed to kind of like coast by, and it didn't
1: bother <laughs> you. Yeah, it just seemed to work. Yeah. Yeah, it was all jolly, and yeah. we had lots of good laughs and jokes. Did you hate some of it? No. Oh, yay! That oh, was so <laughs> No, <late>. definitely not. <laughs> oh,
0: that's so good, because I was worrying a bit. Because
1: <laughs> Well, everything's fine. I really enjoyed being in a band, Mirror. Oh, that's great. Well, I can go then. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, uh, I mean, back then, I had a humongous ego...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i had no self awareness like i really just i don't i can't even imagine like how i got away with life <laughs> so <laughs>
1: well we were all a bit different back then i i was kind of a bit well having too much fun in the alcohol department probably <laughs> yeah i think we were quite drunk for quite a lot of the time yeah but that, that's what you do when you're young when you're in a band when, when you're joy. in a band yeah what was your best thing about being in a band, a girl band. What's that word? I put it on thesaurus.com today because I was trying to find a different word for it um, cause, like, and I couldn't spell it. Com- I can't say it. Oh, this is good. <laughs> it's okay. Comradery. Comradery. Yeah. Comradery. Um, com- yeah, that's, that's the word but I don't know how to say it properly. That's, that's one of the good things. Um, the general, the general humour and being able to actually play instruments with people at, on stage and make some good music that you can not make by yourself because you don't have enough limbs yeah <laughs> yeah so damn it those... and being able to see the world and by world i mean germany <laughs> we went to some
0: weird i mean i can't even remember the places but they were quite remote some of them yes
1: geese um sticks out in my mind because of um they d- couldn't find a sanitary towel anywhere <laughs> <laughs> those apart, from, apart from the ambulance station uh, an ambulance oh yeah You might have to cut this now because I'm just rambling on. No, it's fine. My listeners, they get what they deserve.
0: (laughs) I think maybe you came in during the stage where I was going out with Tom. Yeah. And then I kind of cleaned up my act a little bit.
1: Yeah, you were very, um, you were the the sensible one, but at the same time as being the humorous, being one of the humorous ones. Humorous divided. What's that? Oh, shared humor, <laughs> shared humor. <laughs> if you can follow this you are a true Dulox fan yes but we're... I have to say I, I, one of the
0: things I loved about us that we were really silly and could be funny when we came together there wasn't any fear about looking cool
1: no we were literally
0: trying to make each other laugh
1: and be as dumb as we could yes we were, and we were wearing sports shorts with tights and <laughs> headbands and and one time we were painted blue and pink and green all over. Yeah. For some reason that came up on my time hop yesterday. Actually, I know. eight years ago.
0: I was keep I was looking through because I was thinking after this podcast I do I can put up loads of old pictures of us. And we used to dress up quite a lot.
1: I mm. mean, I remember wearing a fake penis at All on stage fabric <laughs> fabric shorts I got from Camden Market five pounds and it had a beer bottle sewn into the crotch and I stuffed it with toilet paper and then I was wafting it around on stage and I thought oh, I was really funny
0: and we what? were really funny I
1: was <laughs> you forgetting that
0: we played best of all yeah that was ridiculous yeah really stupid of them to book us but so much fun it was a lot of fun mm. we would basically be on stage trying to make people laugh and if they laughed, I was happier than if they clapped. Yeah, me too. And we spoke like longer than we sang sometimes. Yeah. So I think that's for, I think that's unusual
1: because there are girl, com- there are girl bands out there, but not that many girl comedy. No. Bands. Well, well, we, we didn't even it? have any, we didn't have any sort of script. It was just a complete ramble. Um, it was. Sometimes I'm- the stories would have been used before. But they'd always have (laughs) some (laughs) new (laughs) elements.
0: Some lifespan. And amazingly, even though we were going to Germany, and I couldn't speak much German, apart from to get the money at the end of the night,
1: we still did the same humour. Yeah, and we still got the laughs in the same place. We did. It's, this is really weird. I'm having flashbacks as we're talking at you. So am I. I'm having a flashback of our tour manager trying to get me a sanitary towel from a service <laughs> station in German while wearing crutches. And oh, Felix.
0: <laughs> no, was it Martin? Martin? Martin. Do you miss
1: performing? Yeah, actually. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long time since. It's been probably two years since I did any solo stand-up comedy. I, so.
0: I think that's so brave because I think I'm funny but I don't have the talent to write a comedy set.
1: Well, you probably do. Well, I yeah. don't know if I've got the, what's it called, the tenacity to sit down and get it done. It does kind of take quite a lot of getting it structured, and I did a comedy, stand-up comedy course um, when I first started wanting to move from the musical comedy stuff into more of the stand-up type comedy stuff. Yeah, it was quite surprising, that kind of stuff you need to cut out. And... But, see, so we used to go on stage... We'd do a song, and then
0: we'd tell a funny story about how the song came about, and then we just riff off the crowd. But in order to do a comedy set, you have to know your subject, Yeah, you have to, like, put a whole, like, sometimes you have to put, like, a five-minute set together. Yeah. I know
1: what talking for one minute feels like. That is lengthy. <laughs> so... I always have the problem that I go over, yeah, go over the, like, if you do a five-minute comedy set at some an, sort of, oh, what do you call it, not open mic, but kind of open mic yeah five minute spots are the most common and I always end up going over and when you do musical comedy it's trying to fit the song and the talking into five minutes yeah absolutely (laughs) tricky so two questions how did the comedy course
0: help you get good where you wanted to be and then how can you do it without
1: being scared of doing it and going on stage by yourself (laughs) um yeah the comedy course helped a lot and helped me be a lot more structured is that what gave you the confidence to go on stage like because you well I was always I was always doing the on stage thing from since I was at uni so I was doing the solo Abby makes music stuff but I suppose I had the keyboard to hide behind um and when I did the comedy course I couldn't use the keyboard during the course um which was quite strange but it was also very fun and then I did a couple of gigs afterwards that didn't have the keyboard but then I always wanted to bring back the keyboard and all the backing track um just because it's your safety blanket or does it make you
0: funny at having the keyboard
1: I think well because sometimes I have a tendency to just ramble and make up stories on the spot that might not always have a punchline Um, but I definitely (laughs) know that my lyrics sometimes definitely sometimes have a punchline so excellent
0: so that's perfect and then you just don't have any fear about getting up on stage
1: so it's, is that from uni when you had to or well i still get i i still get nervous before going on stage
0: do you find now at work cuz you and i both work i work doing records for a company and you work uh, in tv do you find that that performance helps you when you have to go into a presentation and stuff like that when i'm now at uh, work yeah. if someone says to me Mira, can you go on stage and quickly tell these amassed 400 people this message yeah because of the dulox there is no fear in my heart i'm absolutely happy i'm very comfortable in fact being on stage i love the attention and i'm like hey everybody you know if someone says Mira, we're trying to quickly get this projector ready can you go and chat to everyone for three minutes about you know xyz yeah. Because of all the crazy shit that went down with the DuLoxs, I'm now absolutely I mean, it's literally like that's my life, you know, that's yeah. just what I do.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of not like that because I I find sort of work meetings and presentations a lot more tricky than um being on stage. So the confidence, I don't know, the confidence doesn't seem to transfer. Um Really? Yeah. Is that because you have to present about quite dry stuff? No, I, I, well, I don't because my job's fun yeah. and, yeah, it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of room for humour in it. Oh, it depends, actually. I'm just trying to think of a different See, situations. You never, you've never
0: thought about this before like this. I'm drawing connections in your mind.
1: <laughs> That's
0: what the mark of a good podcast.
1: <laughs> the mark of a good psychiatrist, yeah. Yeah, could be £50, pounds, please. Oh, <laughs> cheap psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> Same time next week.
0: How do I... So let's do a role play. Good morning, Abby. I'm very excited to hear your um,
1: presentation today. Well, that'll be. Um... <laughs> that. Oh. This is a terrible role play. This is, yeah, terrible presentation. I haven't been, haven't prepared for it. So first rule is get prepared for your presentation. Do you feel better about it if you've got all your facts to hand? Yeah. Well, I had. I... At uni last week, I had to do, we had to do a 10 minute presentation on our illustration work and I was the first person to be chosen. So I didn't, I could, didn't know what anyone else was going to do. Oh. And I had to do it straight away. So I think mine was a bit ridiculous, um, but I managed to get a punchline in there and a joke. The joke, Yay. the punchline went with the joke. Do you want to hear it? Please. So I showed um, a picture I drew of Craig David when I was 15 um, in my school sketchbook for GCSE and I drew a picture of him because I wanted people to not think I was gay and I thought I know draw cake, Craig David everyone will think I'm straight and it definitely worked for about seven days hey! um, well it was a good song <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, fucking awesome and anyway um, and I'm the, that the next slide yeah on the presentation was a picture I drew myself teaching my guinea pig how to be gay with a gay pride flag um, because gayness
0: that's just what Abby does, and if you meet her, she'll probably show you her gay flag. And the guinea pig. Um, so that's that's really interesting that we're back at illustrations, because what... And listeners, don't worry, I will share the Craig David picture with you, because I know it's in a public forum somewhere. So you can find public that... Public
1: forum! <laughs> 1993.
0: You can find it on the Girls on Tour Facebook page, um shortly after this podcast launches. And we're actually looking on Abby's computer. at So we used to go on tour, and then Abby would draw comic strips instead of like a journal... Um, I would write a live journal, Abby would draw a little kind of memory sort poster. of a
1: map of what we'd done.
0: So she's got one here from Germany, and I'm going to ask her to narrate a little bit of it. And then I'm going to put this up on our
1: uh, Facebook page and Instagram, and you'll be able to have a look yourself. Oh yeah, here's me shouting at you for your driving skills. Um, keep your hands at ten and two, this is a little drawing of us in the car. Because um, I thought we might crash on our way to Gießen. We didn't um it was hard driving on the other side of the road because yeah. i was sober i was the driver <laughs> um
0: and you've also written oh look a digger because i had that obsession with heavy i still have this obsession with um heavy construction vehicles oh yeah look you've written another woman made mara birthday cake so that must have been retorted in february because her birthday's valentine's
1: day oh yeah left no this is boring left we left our power cable in Karlsruhe oh Oh. dear panic on the streets of Offenbach Denmark band helped us though oh we played and it was strange old people in the audience 15 year olds and baseline house music (laughs) well who's this person saying I think this is the best bit okay we went to a club and it was shit (laughs) Mira and Tom went to bed we woke up, Mira, by eating loud pizza and talking to a man who had half a boner. <laughs> and there's a picture of Mira shouting, shut the door! And then we're on the floor scrabbling around eating pizza loudly.
0: Because when I stopped drinking, I became a born-again, go-to-bed-early person and I got furious with anyone having a good time. It- You've written here, <laughs> can you drag a mattress next door for sex? And that she's drawn a picture of this man... With the half a boner asking this question. <laughs> and then me and Ma said no. No. And shut the door he didn't want to have sex with you. But I remember, for, for me going on tour, I'd be sober. You'd bring back these like six foot something germans who thought they were going to have sex with you and then i'd have to get up and get rid of them because you guys were so drunk and i'd have to be like nine which is no in german
1: so, and i would just shout scheisse that was kind of my karma for being such a dick but then here's you a drawing i did of you on stage <laughs> oh, advertising your boyfriend's <laughs> willy for 10 euros and our CD was six euros. <laughs> well, his penis was fantastic. It was worth more than 10 euros. And there was a man who bought us fruit and chocolate at our second gig. Oh, That's boring. That's so sweet, though. I
0: mean, there was a guy we met in Germany once, and he kind of came up and whispered in your
1: ear. He whispered, shit, bog <laughs> And then that was about it, because he was really pleased that he knew how to say "bog Because <laughs> he'd been to England once, and that's
0: where he'd gone. That was the. So, this is His, um, an illustration of people we met on
1: our trip to Germany. Will you take us through the trip, <laughs> Abbey? So, we started in Frankfurt and then we went to Gießen. Here is the man with the sweat problem and the glasses. <laughs> the arm was awkwardly resting on the table, but I drew the arm too high. Mm. And they, he, was a, he was a very smiley man, didn't speak much English. Here is a man who looked pregnant. He was otherwise very slender. <laughs> the stomach was resting on the bar. There's a theme going on here. Karlsruhe. The man with the very dark eyelashes, he didn't look like the man with a sweat problem in real life. I think his arm was also resting on the bar quite a lot too. <laughs> Often bark. The woman who looked worried all of the times we spoke to her, she also looked pregnant. She gave us a boiled egg and a pretzel. <laughs> I think she was worried because she was like looking after us.
0: Yes. And she well. was pregnant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't pregnant. Are you sure? Yeah. No, because I remember Ma said she said to her boyfriend so when she do and she said my girlfriend's not pregnant she's just fat (laughs) i forgot that yeah (laughs) i know that feeling
0: these are really lovely memories of being in the dulox i'm can do you mind if i share that with my podcast people so basically i'd like you to say on the record that it was a great band to be in we didn't leave you any existing trauma there was you know it was just a great is that what you're saying is that the
1: dulox was a wonderful band to be in (laughs) i had a
0: wonderful time and yeah. And what would you say to any
1: girls who wanted to do that, like, now? Any tips or advice or...? Well, any girls who want to be in the Dulux now, you've had your chance. I got there first. <laughs> I mean, last. What I learned from going on tour is you can never have too many sanitary products. Um, <laughs> the only place you're likely to get them in Gießen in Germany is in the ambulance. Um, but you don't want to get the ambulance because that means you've got problems. Um Can I just hasten to
0: add, we didn't call an ambulance out. It was attending an incident, and the woman inside happened to have
1: sanitary products. Not the patient.
0: Not the patient. That would have been very heartless.
1: Other things to also bring on tour would include... You always had a sketch pad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You always had your art supplies. Well, I'd always take my sketch pad... And so I can just draw everything that's happening and write notebooks. I've had got loads of notebooks of quotes and things that happened on our tour oh, as well. Oh, how
0: wonderful. <laughs>
1: have to nick those and yeah. have a look.
0: One of the things that I really love is that you and I, and Mar, none of us wanted a conventional career, really. Mm. And I've managed to kind of carve out... I work for a company that I love and I ended up doing a record label there. Mm. And you now work in TV production. yeah. So I'm sure a lot of girls and women would love to know how to do that. Um, And you were telling me a little bit earlier about your qualifications and why you're so busy. So can you tell me, like, a potted history of... Because obviously you mentioned Junie, so how you got to from where you were and how you got to where you are now.
1: Well, when I was in the
0: Dulux, I wasn't really... Yeah, you didn't have any mad designs to go into TV then.
1: I Well, I did. I always wanted to be on EastEnders when I was 15. Who didn't? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's and I managed to get onto it, sort of, because um, a man who I met down the road was an extra on EastEnders, so I gave him one of my Abbey Makes Music badges, and then he held it up in front of the Queen Vic, so and then took a photo. So in the end, I did get on EastEnders. Yay! What was I talking about? So, so, so when, when we met you in the Dulocs, you were... Were you at uni then? or um, I'd left, i just left uni a few months ago and I was trying to get um, work as an editorial assistant in places. And it was very hard to get work when I first left uni. I finally managed to get, through the job centre, I managed to get a social media job with a digital media agency. That's um, pretty cool. And it was through there that I ended up doing bits of TV type work. And then I suddenly realised TV is where I want to work. So I started stalking Channel 4 quite a lot, um, applying to Open Days, um, doing volunteering, applying for work experience. Um, ended up doing a one-week work experience placement at Channel 4. I ended up getting offered other TV, social media jobs, and then moved into doing weird things like social media for Lauren Goodger's fake tan. and How? um other shows like Russell Howard's Good News and um, then One Direction and Little Mix at Sony. Yeah. Um,
0: so when you kind of built up your reputation and your experience, then you actually were able to
1: move within the industry. Yeah. I think it's being willing to do stuff for free to, to begin with or to do more than you're required to do. To stand out. Yeah.
0: But I mean, that's maybe in life why you're so busy because... With the locks, you joined us, you drew artwork, you helped us make badges, you helped us do merch, you were really active and mm. like chatting back to fans, and you kind of really gave, your whole, wholeheartedly you gave yourself. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, I asked you, you know, one of my questions is, why are you so busy for? And I think <laughs> the answer is because you always, you never get like a percentage of you.
1: Yeah, I always want to do more than I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I'm I'm very
0: much the same as that. At at work when I because like when we were in the Dulocks, we all had jobs and stuff, yeah. but we'd still get our asses in gear and rehearse and then take use our holidays to go on tour. And yeah. I, I think if you really, really want to succeed, you just do it. Yeah. Even if, like, at the beginning you're poor and no one gives a
1: shit, you just have to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of always been like that. When I remember when I was at school, my mum was called to the school to talk to the teacher because I was staying up late doing... Actually, no, my mum decided to go into the school yeah. because I was doing too much work and staying up late to do everything, and the teacher told her, you know... She doesn't actually have all of this work to do. She's making it she's making the work for herself. She doesn't need to be drawing illustrations with all of her essays. That's so wonderful. <laughs> now we come full
0: circle because yeah. you're now doing an a master's degree. Yeah. Are you going to be like a professor or a doctor at the end of it? <laughs> what do you get? Or
1: um Master of Arts, I guess. Something. Children's book illustration. Cambridge School of Art.
0: And so tell me how you're marrying that with your already crazy busy work schedule and how you got your employers to agree, how you afforded (laughs) it, all these kind of hurdles you overcame. How do you do that?
1: Well, I've I've been working on ideas for children's books for a long time and I've always had loads of ideas but it's been difficult to try and get these ideas into something structured and occasionally I book some time off work so that I can work on a book idea but it will never kind of get further than a certain point yeah. So I was looking for summer courses to make children's books and I found one at the Cambridge School of Art. Um booked myself under the course and then while I was looking at it, I also found about about the um actual the full-time MA. Wow. And I saw and I saw these testimonials about people who've become successful book illustrators and authors from the course and I thought, "Oh, why not apply?" And it was kind of as a, a joke at first, mm-hmm. not a joke, but a, like very spur-of-the-moment thing yeah and i thought i'd really love to do it but i don't know how i'd fit it in around my current job because i, st- I love my current job as well mm. and i want to do i want to stay there um but i also want to do illustration and then i found out oh wait you can do part-time and it's only one day a week but one day a week of work outside of there as well so did you have to ask for a day like four day a week yeah so i asked if i could go part-time yeah See, that's so
0: wonderful. Like, that's such drive. And I know a master's has a lot of work around it. So are you, like, a student, a stewed, as we used to call them, mm-hmm. evenings and weekends now?
1: Yeah. So um, at the moment, the module I'm working on is um, observational drawing. So um, we have to pick a theme and we draw around that theme for um, the first semester. So I'm just trying to do observational drawing around that theme in the evenings, weekends, anytime I can do it. Yay, lunchtime course. if I walk somewhere. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for giving me this time. I really, really appreciate You're welcome. it. welcome. Thanks for wanting to talk to me.
0: Well, I feel like I could talk to you for hours and hours, but um, that would be such a long podcast. Yep. So maybe I can come back another day and do some more. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have forgot to, for a second, listeners. I thought she was going to be like, fuck off. Piss off. Yay, the relief. Will you listen to my podcast now, all of them, or are you still too busy? <laughs> Please. Please
1: <laughs> no, do you listen. Yes, okay. <laughs> okay,
0: just definitely listen to the one that you're in. Of course. Yay, and thank you so much, Abby, and we'll say goodbye to the listeners now. Goodbye, Bye. listeners. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Mira Manga and the Girls on Tour podcast. Thank you so much Abby, it was so cool of you to let me back into your life after all these years and I'm so pleased we're back in touch and thank you again for my beautiful Girls on Tour logo. Please check out the episode description so from wherever you downloaded this so you can see how to follow Abby online and thank you so much for listening everybody. Don't forget you can drop me a line at girlsontourpodcast at gmail.com. Next week is a super special and exciting podcast from my adventures in Thailand, don't miss it. May you always be joyous within and happy trails till next time. For now, it's closing time. Get a name, get a number. Don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. Look, it's the end. Girls on tour. Girls on tour. Nine-